Want to go on a road trip? Then hitch a ride with Hayley. So would you go with me? Fridays, 10 a.m. on Line Dancer Radio. morning and welcome to Hitch a Ride with Hayley. My name is Hayley Wheatley and welcome hitchhikers. Let's see where we are going today. I'm going to take you on my travels with me. And uh, first of all, I would just like to wish a happy birthday to Harry Potter. He is 40 years old today. Although the first book wasn't released until 1997, It was recorded in his book that his birthday was the 31st of July 1990, so he is indeed 40 years old today. And another birthday we will know in our line dancing world is the lovely Daniel Trapat. He has a birthday too today, so we'll wish Daniel a very happy birthday. And Daniel, of course, is from the Netherlands originally. And listeners, that's where I'm going to take you today. I'm going to take you off to Amsterdam. And has anyone actually been to Amsterdam in the chat room? It's a great place. I loved heading down there. And I would love to hear about your experiences too, if you've been to Amsterdam. That first song I played today was Amsterdam Moon. It was the Mavericks. And the dance was actually called Amsterdam Moonlight, choreographed 
by DJ Dan and Winnie. I really loved that one. It was great. So I'm going to first of all check into the chat room to see who's joining us today. I always feel so happy to see you and the weather is so beautiful outside. I know that it's great to have you with us even more so than ever. So hello and good morning everyone. Tino Herger is in the chat room. Good morning Hayley Wheatley and everybody he says. What a beautiful sunny and warm day here in Switzerland. I hope the weather... Uh, the weather gods mean well with you all too. <laughs> I have to read that carefully. I'm on the starting blocks. Legs are wriggling already. Seatbelts fastened and waiting to take off to wherever you may take us today. Thank you, Tino. And Claire Kitching is in the house too. She says, morning, Haley. I'm working away with you on in the background. Thanks for having me there with you, Claire. And Linda Burgess has her passport ready. It's lovely to see. And Linda is saying, morning, Haley. Okay, so we have our passport it's just a little hop and a skip if you're in the UK with me across the ocean or indeed if you are listening in from Europe it's not far at all Amsterdam indeed I'm going to take us into our second Amsterdam song now this was a Maggie Gallagher dance called the storm and the track is actually called a bar in Amsterdam <laughs> Yeah. 
the storm choreographed by maggie gallagher and the dance was by cats and jammer it's got a lovely little uh, bit at the end there listen to this how cute is that i did teach this and i did let that bit play out always always I don't know if you ever did that one. The The music was actually by Cats and Jammer and uh, it was called A Bar in Amsterdam, the song. And that's where we're heading down first today in Amsterdam, lovely Amsterdam, where we'll see beautiful windmills and tulips and we can do whatever we want in this city along the canals. We can even go to the famous coffee shops. And of course, that will be one of our first facts today. There is very much so a difference in Amsterdam between a cafe and a coffee shop. In fact, the most recent statistics I could find was that in 2019 there were there were around there are around 164 coffee shops in Amsterdam stretched out over the whole city. Uh, most of them you'll find in the red light district. So if you want to partake in some of Amsterdam's tolerance, you will want to visit a coffee shop. But if you only want a coffee, please head straight to a cafe. And of course, it is one of the questions about how legal it is to smoke marijuana in these coffee shops in Amsterdam. But did you know rec recreational use of marijuana is not actually legal in the Netherlands? The coffee shops operate with special permittance under the country's tolerance policy. The act is illegal, but it has been decriminalized. Public use uh, in outdoor spaces can still be punishable by fines. But like I say, if you want a coffee, head straight to the cafes. And actually Amsterdam is the second largest consumer of coffee in the world. The residents consume upward of 3.2 cups per day. So there we go. I'm going to see if we have a few more of you checking in in the chat room. It's lovely to see on a day like this, actually. Hello, hello, hello. So welcome, Jenny Bradshaw. Good morning, Hayley and all. Lovely to see you in the house, Jenny. And of course, to you too, David Thomas. You say good morning. I'm so ready, says David. And we have a lovely gif of a plane there. Oh, it's a lovely gif too, with a beautiful sun in the background. That really makes me want to go. Get, get your seatbelt on, David, and come to Amsterdam with us today. And we're just talking. Tino Herger is saying, I love Amsterdam. Haven't been there in years, though. But when working with Swiss Air, I regularly made day trips just to have lunch and buy cheese. <laughs> As if we wouldn't have enough cheese here. Oh, the cheese is amazing. Tell you one of the things I love in Amsterdam, stroopwafels. Stroopwafels are so nice and you can pick them up in Schiphol Airport if you go there, but they're very sweet, very sweet. And I love this. Dave Baycroft has joined us and Dave says, what happened in Amsterdam stays in Amsterdam. And while you're in the chat room, Dave, how very exciting because your show starts tomorrow. I really can't wait for this. Come and join multi-award winning DJ and Crystal Boot Hall of Fame member Dave Baycroft for the monthly chart show, Saturdays 12 till 3, exclusively on Line Dancer Radio.
Indeed, we're very excited to have a Hall of Fame DJ join this team and I'll be tuned in tomorrow, so do not forget to tune in then. Uh, another thing about Amsterdam, of course, is all the bikes. If you've been to Amsterdam, you can't fail to notice the bicycles all around the city. In fact, they're the main transportation means for Amsterdam residents. It is true that there are actually more bikes in Amsterdam than inhabitants. There are roughly 900,000 bikes to be found there, which is compared to 800,000 people who live in Amsterdam. That doesn't even include the bikes that are at the bottom of the canals because they fell in. What a cool fact to start off with to today. And of course, Am Amsterdam's canals are very famous, very famous indeed. Did you know that there are around 165 canals in Amsterdam, which is almost as many as Venice with 177 canals? And uh, just another additional fun fact here, they were all hand dug in the 1600s. How about that? And it's a wonder with so many canals that our next fun fact would be Amsterdam's bridges. Sources vary in regard to the total number of bridges in Amsterdam. Still, we know that there are between 12,000 and 17,000 bridges in the small city of Amsterdam. And uh, Venice, known for its canals, has only 409 bridges connecting those 177 canals. So you can go on those canals and enjoy looking at those bridges. Actually, many of them are very picturesque. And last time I hit down in Amsterdam, two of my lovely dance friends were there. We were traveling back from Singapore and we had a little trip around those canals. Um, my, uh, my ladies, if they're listening in, Sandra and Angela, insisted we take this canal tour and I was so so pleased they did because I loved it. Very peaceful, beautiful and a lot of history in Amsterdam too which we will come back to in a little while. I wanted to hit on of course some of our Dutch choreographers while we're over in Amsterdam and there is one that was very popular, a dance that was very popular last year and it has on the choreography list Roy Verdonk, Sebastian Hortland and Jose Miguel Balocavana. They all choreographed this together and it was so popular and such a great dance. It was called Bethlehem Child. <laughs> send thee how shall i send thee i'm gonna send you one by one one for the little bitty baby born of the virgin mary born 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 in bethlehem children go where i send thee how shall i send thee i'm gonna send you two by two two for paul and silas one for the little bitty baby born of the virgin Mary, born, born, born in Bethlehem. Children, go where I send thee. How shall I send thee? I'm gonna send thee three by three. Three for the Hebrew children, two for Paul and Silas, one for the little bitty baby, born of the Virgin Mary. Born, born, born in Bethlehem. Children, go where I send thee. I'm gonna send me four by four Four for the four that stood at the door Three for the Hebrew children Two for Paul and Silas 
stood at the door. Three for the Hebrew children, two for Paul and Silas, one for the little bitty baby, born of the Virgin Mary, born, born, born in Bethlehem. Children, go where I send thee. How shall I send thee? child love that one that's an amazing piece of choreography lovely phrase dance choreographed by Roy Vidonk, Sebastian Holtland and Jose Miguel Belokovana. I've hit on that one today because they are all Dutch choreographers and we're heading down in Amsterdam on our first leg of the journey today now Amsterdam was originally named Amstreladam this is because of its origins as a small fishing village alongside a dam on the Amstel River and this was named in the latter half of the 12th century. It was recognized officially as the capital of the Netherlands in 1814, but The Hague is still the administrative center of the country. You have all the government facilities, everything like that still remains in The Hague, despite Amsterdam being the capital. To this day, actually, it remains the fifth largest seaport in all of Europe, and it's home to one of the oldest stock exchanges in the world. Statistics show that over 19 million people visit this tiny city every year. Wow, 
awesome. We are heading down in Amsterdam and certainly if you have any memories, please do share them with us. It's quite a unique little place. I'm checking back in the chat room and Sandra Burns has said, need to get that coffee first. A lovely little gif there and I am totally with you this morning, Sandra. I had to have my coffee this morning to wake me up. It's so lovely to have you with us, Sandra. And of course, above we have another Sandra, Sandra Douglas. And I was just saying a little bit earlier that Sandra uh, and Angela, her sister, were the ones that took me around Amsterdam. I think it was about this time last year, we went out to Singapore and we came over to Amsterdam. And Sandra's saying, hello, remember the temple in the red light district? I do. Now, when we went to Amsterdam, Sandra said to me, I think we should go to the red light district. Everybody should just see it, just to see what it's like. So we did, we hit the shops, we had some little uh, tourist spots and we did go through the red light district. We didn't, I must add, stop in any of those special coffee shops I was talking about earlier. But we had an amazing time and we went to this beautiful Buddhist temple in the middle of the red light district. It was kind of uh, just off a little bit in Chinatown, but absolutely beautiful. And we made a wish on uh, you had to donate money and you could make a wish as you lit a candle. And uh, I, I've never told anyone this. I'm announcing it on air, but uh, we had to make a wish. and I didn't know what to wish. I am, I'm a very lucky person. I've achieved a lot of what I wanted in my life. I, I have my beautiful family I love and I thought what is the one thing I would love to do so I lit this candle and I said if there's anything I would wish for it would be two events I'd like to teach at I know it's a line dance wish to teach at the Crystal Boot Awards or Vegas the Vegas event and funnily enough that just after that I was invited to teach at both events so I taught at Crystal Boot Awards in January and I'm hoping if all goes well with flights possibly I'll still be teaching at Vegas in November if not it was certainly great to be invited um, so weirdly enough my wish came true and I've never ever told anybody that but that was my Amsterdam wish it was fantastic uh, have you ever been to Amsterdam those of you in the chat room do you have any memories or indeed would you like to go do you have any friends that have have been and recommended it and certainly I think like Dave said a lot of what happens in Amsterdam stays in Amsterdam so you don't always get the stories back the way they should be and uh, actually it's a great tourist spot but it's one of the most densely populated cities in the EU is Amsterdam it has upwards of 3,800 people per square kilometer that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people to see. And of course, I love Holland and the Netherlands in general. Love the food. As Tino said, love the cheese. I love the stroopwafels. I love the hagelslag. I love everything from that area. I just love food. You know that. And uh, I love the choreographers that come from there. And uh, another couple of Dutch choreographers that I really love are two lovely ladies, Ria Vos and Yvonne Verhagen. And uh, I just want to play one of their choreographies next. Ria and Yvonne choreographed this together along with Lysia Garner, Dan Gielen and Giuseppe Scaccinoche. Scaccinoche? <laughs> I, I My Italian isn't very good, but I know I've played this one before. Absolutely love this dance. It's called X Factor. <laughs> I can't explain it, I know better 
She's gonna hurt me I'm gonna let her I'll be head over heels Before she's free She sure got something Words can't describe it I play in the fire I won't deny it I know she's trouble But boys, I'm telling you She's got the Something that everybody's after She's dangerous, mysterious A lit firecracker I tell you boys you're serious I know she's gonna break my heart But that don't matter She's got the X Factor Not even seven A country boy like me Ain't got a prayer Her full attention Is momentary There's no illusion I'm temporary This might not end well But right now Everybody's after She's dangerous Mysterious A lit firecracker I tell you boys are serious I know she's gonna break my heart But that don't matter She's got the X Factor She's got the X Factor Factor. It's the name of the dance and the song choreographed by Yvonne Verhagen, Ria Voss, Lysia Garner, Dan Gielen and Giuseppe Scacchinosse. And a great choreography it is too. And primarily I played it because two of our Dutch girls are on there and we've been hitting down in Amsterdam. I'm just checking back into the chat room. I can see some of the comments are loading up now. And uh, good morning, Pauline Baycroft. My lovely friend is in the house. Good morning. Lovely to see you. And uh, Sandra Burns is saying, Jenny, what's playing? How spooky is that? Of course, we did play Bethlehem Child. I'm sure that's a private joke too. Darren Mitchell, good morning, Haley, and everyone. Just on my way home from work and listening in. So lovely to have you with us, Darren, all the way from Australia. Linda Burgess is saying, Amsterdam is one of the many places we visited on our cruises. And if you check into the chat room as well, you'll see Linda's shared some lovely photographs of Amsterdam with us. 
us there. Uh, well, a lovely photo of Amsterdam primarily. Secondly, some great pictures of uh, some cannabis on sale, <laughs> which is referring to what we were just chatting about a little bit earlier. Leslie Kidd, good morning, Haley tuned in while working thank you for joining us leslie we are in amsterdam and uh, a little bit of marijuana may make work go a little bit more easily but of course we're not actually in amsterdam we couldn't hit that without mentioning it could we we couldn't leave that white elephant in the room sandra burns is saying Haley, did cameron wake you up as well this morning that's because i had my coffee too i probably wasn't up as early as you sandra but i've seen those lovely photos of your son on uh, social media and um, even though you were probably awake early you're so lucky to wake up to his beautiful little face every day he is absolutely gorgeous Gorgeous he is. And Daniel Dagman's good morning, Haley, and everyone he says. And uh, David Thomas is saying, wow, how lovely your wishes came true. Yeah, that was one of my wishes in the temple. I was just talking about that a little bit. It was very weird. I didn't know what to wish for. It was lovely that that did come true. Sandra Burns is saying, Haley, I have friends who have been uh, but I can't really say I'm fussed about going. I'm not really a sightseer, though. If I went to the Netherlands, it would be to watch the football. Sure thing. Uh, I, I actually love the Netherlands, um, but I love lots of different parts of the Netherlands. If you go, actually, Sandra, you, I, I keep mentioning it. Every time I hit on the Netherlands, your kids would love Efteling. Efteling is like a Dutch Disney, and um, you always think nothing can be the same as Disney. You know how mad I am about Disney, but this place is really magical. It's called Efteling, and uh, you can get the ferry over to the Netherlands, or you can fly there. It is a place to visit. We adore it, absolutely adore it. And I want to welcome Yuli into the chat room as well. Hello, Yuli Wabo. Good afternoon from here, Haley and listeners. How lovely to have you with us. We've been heading down in Amsterdam. I'm going to get ready to move on to a new destination very shortly. We, of course, have hit on all those things in Amsterdam. Uh, the canals, the marijuana, the coffee shops. Um, but the canals are, are very famous. There's 60 miles of canals, actually, and they're listed as a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And um, they were planned very thoroughly throughout the city in 1613. And as I mentioned, hand dug too. And uh, what else is Amsterdam famous for? Well, there's lots of interesting things you can do if you don't want to visit the red light district. Have to be honest, it's not going to be my first stop if I go back. But you can go to the Van Gogh Museum. The, you can see the Amsterdam tulips, of course. They're a beautiful sight. You can go to the Anne Frank House. There's an Amsterdam ice bar. There's the Rembrandt House Museum. And uh, yeah, of course, it's most popular destination, the red light district, if you want to visit there. Uh, lots of houseboats in Amsterdam too, 2,500 to be exact in the Amsterdam canals and some of them have been afloat for more than a century. There are different types of houseboats, the concrete kind are the most desirable uh, because they don't need to be taken to any shipyards for repairs. Amsterdam has laws about houseboats and the wooden ones must be repainted every three years. Most of these are residential but visitors can find houseboat hotels, rentals and even a houseboat museum if you just want to see what it's like. And uh, of course another one I found, a little fact I really like talking about houseboats, Posenboot is a houseboat 
full of stray cats in Amsterdam. It's the only one of its kind in a world. In the world, this boat full of stray and abandoned cats is run by volunteers in the canal just west of Central Station. And um, of course, we mentioned the Amsterdam Stock Exchange. It was founded in 16. 16- and it is considered to be the oldest in the world. Another fun fact is that not many know is that there is a large bronze bull outside the stock exchange in Amsterdam. This was created by the artist Arturo de Modica and it actually he actually created the same bull or a similar bull to sit outside the New York Stock Exchange in the United States and not many people realize those bulls were made by the same artists and of course if you go to Amsterdam or if you've been to Amsterdam most people will have flown into Schiphol Airport it's at the most one of the most famous airports in the world but it is four meters below sea level in case of any rises you might not be able to get to the airport, but be assured you'll be fine traveling by boat if if the sea level rises. Um, another thing you may see in Amsterdam is a lot of black houses. These are not just because the residents like that color. There was actually, uh, they're in memory to people who lived there and got infected during the black plague. And have you noticed that many houses in Amsterdam are built on an incline? That is because in former towns, those houses used to be warehouses where, go- where goods were stored and pulled up. And in, in order to leave no damage to the buildings on the way up, houses were built with a slight incline. So there we go. All lots of Amsterdam facts there. And uh, again in the chat room, I'm just looking in. Sandra, thank you for that beautiful gif of tulips. Kissing tulips, actually, because they are one of my favorite flowers, my second favorite flower. And um, Sandra's just (laughs) shared a lovely photo in the chat room of her son there, Cameron, at 5.50 a.m. Oh my goodness, that is early, Sandra. He is awake, but the flash made him close his eyes. Lying flat is obviously old news. (laughs) He is gorgeous. He is gorgeous. They grow up too fast. Enjoy it. Mine are way, way past that stage now, and I miss it. I don't miss my sleep, though. Okay. So we are going to head off to a new destination now, but we're going to leave Amsterdam for now. Fasten your seatbelts, hitchhikers. I'm going to leave you with this song. Another Dutch choreographer I really wanted to mention today was Will Boss. He's a great guy and very talented. And I had the honor of just recently choreographing a dance with him and Philip Sobrello from Singapore. This is our brand new dance, actually. I'm hoping to teach this on some social media sites soon. The dance is called Robate el Corazón. Fuimos a la playa un lunes para olvidarnos de las penas. El destino quiso que yo te encontrara en la arena. Cayó la noche y vimos las estrellas. Y se alinearon los planetas para robarte el corazón. a la playa un lunes, olvidarnos de las penas. 
And as always, I like to translate for you. That means steal your heart. That's a brand new one. Please look out for that dance online. Okay, I'm going to whisk you away now. I'm going to take you from Amsterdam in the Netherlands and we're going to go to South America. Fasten your seatbelts, hitchhikers. We are off to a country known for its tango and its football. We're going to Argentina and I'm very excited to go there. And again, just reading in the chat room, David Thomas is saying, I've never had Amsterdam on my radar, but this show is sure making me want to visit. I love that. I have to love that comment because actually that is what I hope to do. I hope to to lead us into where we would or wouldn't like to go. A lot of places I'd love to go. Argentina will probably go on my list as you'll find out as we travel there and enjoy some facts. But I'm going to start us off here with a dance called Chachanella. This is an Ira Weisberg choreography and it's to a track called Aguanto Campion. Um, this translates as uh, champion. Yeah. Um, so here it is, Aguanto Campion. The dance is Chachanella. And the reason I'm starting us off in Argentina with this is that Pimpinella is an Argentinian duo. So the singers here are from Argentina.
porque nada está perdido porque aquellos que no escuchen el deseo de la gente morirán en el olvido va la vida porque mientras que unos hablan hay millones de inocentes que se mueren cada día porque no estamos solos porque somos mayoría porque hay más gente honesta es que yo estoy segura que esto va a cambiar un Welcome to Argentina. And that last one was a dance called Chachanela, choreographed by Ira Weisberg. The song was Aguante Campeón. Now, I was trying to think of the perfect translation for Aguante, so I did have a little look it up while we, while that track was on. It means stamina champion. So Aguante is stamina and Campeón is champion. What a cool name for a song. And uh, it was sang by Pimpinella, which are a duo from Argentina, which is where we are heading down today so thank you i want to keep welcoming you into the chat room if you're just joining us uh yuli has shared a lovely little gif of amsterdam as we wave goodbye to amsterdam and come to argentina and of course it's the home of tango so david has shared a lovely little gif there if you are in the chat room i've just shared a little picture too of some beautiful waterfalls now these are indeed in argentina these are the very famous igazu falls a very popular 
a tourist spot in Argentina. People visit there a lot and they're renowned for being so beautiful. In fact, here's a little fact for you. They are so beautiful that when Eleanor Roosevelt visited Igazu Falls, she legendarily exclaimed, Pua Niagara, because she was so amazed at its beauty. Pua Niagara. And apparently um, these falls are actually 275 individual waterfalls all together and they, they straddle the Argentinian, Argentinian and Brazilian border. Of course, we were in Brazil last week, so it's great to be back in South America again. Um, a little fact again about Argentina, if you go there, always greet with one kiss on the cheek. It's one of those where you just kiss once on the side of the cheek and it's rude there to give the thumbs up sign. So don't be doing that if you're heading out to Argentina. Argentina is home to the world's largest wetlands. They cover 13,000 square kilometers, which is nearly the size of Switzerland. Wow. And um, the of course, uh, very famous for its wine is Argentina. I always somehow get back to Disney or wine. Um, in 2010, the Argentinian government declared wine as its national liquor. Until the early 1990s, it produced more wine than any other country outside of Europe. Argentinians, on average, drink about 45 litres of wine each per year. Hey, that doesn't sound like a lot, does it? Argentina's most highly rated Malbec wines come from Mendoza's high-altitude wine regions. And uh, these usually are in uh, Luan de Coyo or the Yuco Valley. And um, here's one, a little fact I found. Do you ever remember digging a hole in your garden as a kid? And your mum would say, if you keep digging, you'll dig through to China. No, was that just me? Well, here's a little fact. If you were in China and you were going to dig a hole right through from China, through the center of the earth, you would end up in Argentina. That's where you would end up. There's some great things to see if you ever head out to there. Uh, there is a guitar-shaped forest out in Argentina that a farmer created in the memory of his dead wife. How beautiful. And of course, we've just come from the Netherlands. Well, Maxima Ceruti, the queen of the Netherlands, she is actually Argentinian indeed. And one of the f most famous Argentinians, of course, would be Evita. Um, and of course, famously, when she died, Evita Peron, in Argentina, there was a massive funeral procession for her that unfortunately during that eight people were crushed to death and 2,000 were injured. She was a very, very famous person and if you've seen the Evita musical, it is, it's a wonderful musical. Um, love or hate the character, the musical is very, very powerful. And I'm going to go take us into a dance related to this musical now. This dance was called Argentina. It's another Maggie Gallagher one. I love my Maggie one. And uh, it's to the track Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. <laughs> Explain how I 
Honky Tonk Highway with Kelly Cavallaro. To find out what happened the morning after and the night before, Tuesdays, 2pm UK time, on Line Dancer Radio. Join Jenny's Jukebox, online dancer radio, Thursdays, 10pm to midnight, for songs to dance to, spotlight features, and the US country charts. Super, and that last dance I played, if you were tuned in, it was Argentina, it was a Maggie Gallagher dance, and the track was Don't Cry For Me Argentina, a special version by Generation Pop, it was a remix, and I hope you liked it, I love that musical, one of my favourite musicals, and if you're in the chat room too, I shared a little photograph there of Igazi Falls, and uh, it looks a most amazing place, and Tino's in the chat room, Tino says, Igazi was so nice oh you're so lucky Tino he says I've been to the Brazilian side though cool cool I would love to see some pictures of that someday and Linda Burgess is saying Igazu Falls are on our bucket list definitely I feel exactly the same and you've traveled lots of wonderful places Linda so obviously it's great to have those still on your list and the world is getting back to normal right we're starting to travel again maybe not now but maybe we can make plans a little bit. I actually started my class up this week. This was my first live real real people class and it went amazing. We had social distancing. We could only fit 15 people in what is quite a big hall but it worked really well. I don't know how it's going at your end if things are coming together but let me tell you it was a great feeling. I'm sure it won't be long till we're all back in that place. But for now we're in Argentina. Yes we are and it's great to hear if anyone's been or if anyone would like to go I haven't been I would love to go to Argentina I have a few facts to share with you today in case you want to add it to your travel list Uh, Argentina has the highest and lowest points in South America ranging from 105 meters below sea level to 6960 meters above sea level It has a really big population, its capital is Buenos Aires, and the official currency in Argentina is the peso. The predominant language spoken in Argentina is Argentinian Spanish, which for many may sound a little more like Italian. They've got a very different accent there. The national dish of Argentina is asados, a variety of barbecued meat grilled on a parilla, which is like a large grill, uh, that is packed with ribs, steak, chorizo, molejas, chinchilines, and mosilla, which is blood sausage. Asado is actually the main diet of the gaucho, that Spanish cowboy that inhabited the area in the Rio de la Plata in the mid-19th century. An asado is a culinary cultural tradition now among Argentinian families and they gather together with close friends, typically on a Sunday, to enjoy each other's company and to enjoy the asado. 
The culture of Argentina varies widely across different ethnic and immigrant groups that have settled there in the last 500 years. And in northern Argentina, you'll see a llama in many places, even at a crossing. Contrary to what one would think, the llama is not the national animal of Argentina. People tend to think it is. But actually, the Rufus Honero, which is... Uh, in English, it's the red oven bird, is the national bird and animal of Argentina. And another quick fact before I go into our next track. In 1913, Argentina was the world's 10th wealthiest nation per capita. It's gone down a little. Now it's only the 54th. Okay, so here we go. Let's go into another song. This next one I've picked because, of course, we were talking about the tango, the tango being uh, coming from Argentina, being one of the national dancers. And this is a wonderful piece of choreography I love by Pat Stott. This one is called Dance Le Tango.
Tango choreographed by Pat Stott. Really love that one. I learned that one at an LDF day with Pat in Harrogate. Absolutely fantastic dance. And the tango is one of the most famous things to come from Argentina. And Argentina is where we're hitting down at the moment. So if you're with me, keep those seatbelts fastened. You don't need your passport for this. We are staying in Argentino, in Argentina. And I'm, uh, I'm speeding through here. I'm just talking about the tango at the moment. And that's why I played that last dance. The tango originated from the lower class district of Buenos Aires and uh, Montevideo and the, in, in the late 19th century. In 2009, it was recognized as an intangible cultural heritage contribution. The term tango and tambo, the name, names were originally used to describe gatherings of African slaves in the late 18th century. And it did actually, the name was taken from this and from those gatherings when the dance form was created and used to describe the dance form. So, wow, I didn't know that until I found that fact. I'm going to lead us straight into this next one then. We're going to have another tango track. This one is called Tango With Me, Darling. the tango in a smoky little bar she never dances with a partner but when she tangles she's a star she shows up almost every evening not necessarily to dance but when she does the tango she fills the room with sweet romance
with me, darling. Let me dance with you all night. I wanna hold you close, dear. Hold you close and hold you tight. Every night she does the tango in a smoky little bar. She never dances with a partner. Oh, when she tangos, she's a star. How the years they melt away now, and when the day is coming on, and when the children are asleep, we do the tango until dawn. Oh, tango with me, darling. Let me dance with you all night. I want to. Join Susie Bow for the Love to Line Show, online dancer radio. Every Wednesday, 10 a.m. UK time, a morning of fun, gossip and laughter. We're heading down in Argentina at the moment as you hitch a ride with me. And I just shared a couple of tango tracks there. Firstly, Dance Le Tango, choreographed by Pat Stott. And then we had Tango With Me Darling, which was choreographed by Rob Fowler and Daniel Whitaker. Lovely little track that one was too. Great little dance. And uh, just again, seeing you all coming into the chat room, um, we were talking about my class actually being up and running again. I started my class back this week. It was an unbelievably good feeling. And I have to tell you, I was so nervous when I went. You wouldn't have thought it. It was just my regular class. But I've been away for so long. I was so nervous driving there. And when I got there, it just went so well. Um, And Linda Burgess is saying in the chat room how brilliant it looked, that it was really nicely spaced out. Thank you so much, Linda. I can't take credit for that, actually. Uh, Alison, who runs that particular center where I teach, she's amazing. She really is second to none. Uh, I can't thank her enough for everything she's done to accommodate us. And of course, the music for Dance Le Tango we just played was beautiful. And Tino is saying, Donne-moi ton cœur. Give me your heart is one of the translations. I believe that's lyrics from the song. Is it, Tino? Beautiful track. And of course... Talking about tangos, thank you, David, for that great gif in the chat room. Uh, The tango is such a saucy dance, isn't it? Isn't it really? Uh, I love the line dances that incorporate it, that incorporate those tango moves. Absolutely fantastic. And Yuli's agreeing with me. She says, used to dance this tango with me, darling. Yeah, it's it's a good one. And Sarah is in the chat room too. Sarah Jalkinen, hello, lovely. She's saying, tango with me, darling, is still one of my faves. 
taught it in January 2018. It wasn't brand new anymore, but I found it and I liked it so much I had to teach it and uh, so that I have the chance to dance it weekly myself. It is a lovely one. I really love it. I taught it at a workshop actually in Carlisle. I remember teaching it there and they loved it too. Um, one of those I don't dance enough. I wish we I wish we did it more. So we are heading in Argentina and uh, I'm going to take you away from Argentina very shortly but I have a few more facts to whack at you. I hope you still like these facts because I got a few here about Argentina. The longest street in the world connects Alaska with the south of Argentina. Oh my goodness that is a long way. It has a length of approximately 18,641 miles and it crosses 17 states, six time zones and four climate zones. Wow. The name Argentina derived from the Latin word Argentum, which means silver. Early European settlers believed that this country was full of silver and there was even a legend spreading in Spain about a mountain of silver in Argentina. Wow. During the riot in 2001, Argentina actually had five presidents in 10 days. Howler monkeys found in Argentina's rainforests are widely considered to be the loudest land animal in their world. Their vocalizations can be heard clearly for three miles. My goodness, and my kids thought my voice was loud when I shout at them. In Argentina, major political parties have their own brands of beer. <laughs> Sounds like they know how to govern. Argentina was the first country in Latin America to legalize same-sex marriage, the second in the Americas, and even the second in the Southern Hemisphere. So kudos to you, Argentina, for being ahead of the game with that. And of course, the very famous Che Guevara is from Argentina. Although his legacy is tied to his role in the Cuban Revolution, Ernesto Che Guevara was born in Argentina. Even his nickname Che derives from an Argentinian word. Che uh, is usually said in Argentina to kind of get the attention of someone. You're talking to them, maybe you'll say Che, or similar to in England we'd say right, you know, or isn't it, you know, kind of like a confirmation word. Um, Ernesto decided to use this linguistic peculiarity frequently uh, and so it was kind of, it rubbed off and he was soon referred to as El Che. So I guess he said it quite a lot and that's where it comes from. There we go, all our Argentinian facts there. Another one, if you're looking at putting this on your travel list, uh, Parque Nacional de los glacieros is a rare national park with glacier treks and boat trips if you uh, look this up online actually it looks absolutely beautiful um it's it's a very it's full of very rarely shaped natural glaciers and you can trek on them walk across them visit them um, it just is beautiful and that is one of the things I'd love to do. Uh, Igazu Falls and this national park is going on my list and I thought as we're talking about glaciers I would finish off our trip to Argentina with Chill Factor. <laughs>
can only mean one thing. It's a classic with Julie Lockton. Looking back on 30 years of fun. And we are leaving Argentina as you hit your ride with me. I've had loads of fun here. I wish we were really going to Argentina. I look at these places and I just want to grab my passport and go. And I did in the chat room share that lovely photo of Vegazu Falls. I wanted to share that in the chat room today because I just looked at it and I was like, oh my goodness, that is so beautiful. And I found that quote by Eleanor Roosevelt and I wanted to show you what she was talking about. And uh, Annie Lee has checked in the chat room. She says, Hayley Wheatley, yes, so beautiful. Would love to visit again sometime. You're so lucky, Annie. Anybody who's visited there, wow, how lucky are you? Amazing. Of course, 
I've been filling you with facts again today and uh, David Thomas is saying, did I mention I love the facts? Thank you, sweetie, I'll pay you later. Um, I love looking them up, but sometimes it is really hard actually to find these. It's a lot of work and a lot to learn. And um, this week I was actually chatting to Tino. Are you still in the chat room, Tino? Uh, Tino was saying about how he loves the facts and he loves to look them up. And I was saying me too, but I don't always find time. And and uh, the next place we're going to visit, thanks to Tino, we have lots of lovely facts for this place too. So I'm going to credit you very much for this, Tino Herger, uh, because these next facts about Austria are brought with the thanks to you. Brought to you today by Tino Herger. And uh, we have some great facts, that's where we're going to hit next. So fasten your seatbelts, hitchhikers. We are going to head to Austria. And I'm first of all going to play a brand new piece of choreography, or relatively new. I guess while we've been in lockdown, everything feels pretty new to us. This, of course, is choreographed by one of my faves, Joe Thompson Szymanski. She's choreographed it with Irene Zanz. Irene is from Austria. So what better a dance to start off with today than this one. No secrets. Now that I know you better, yeah, there are a couple of things I want to say. We've been knowing each other, yeah, long enough, let me get this straight. I want to know everything about you, want to know what you dream at night, want to know who you think about when, baby girl, I hold you tight, let me know what your guilty pleasure, or feel when we fight, cause I might feel the same, right? Tell me all your secrets, and not tell you mine, cause I hardly feel it, when I cross the line, you're driving me crazy. Tell you mine Cause I hardly feel it Ooh, and I cross the line 
Yes, we're hitting down in Austria and that was a piece of choreography by Joe thompson Szymanski and Irene Zant from Austria. Great start off as we hit down here. And are we all arriving in Austria? Okay, are you still with me? I'm laughing reading our chat room uh, chat actually. Um, we were talking about the facts. David Thomas mentioned the facts. Sandra Burns, you're agreeing. Me too. I love the facts too. And uh, David Thomas, Sandra Burns, I think we need a round the world trip with tour guide Haley leading the way. David, that sounds perfect. I'd love to, absolutely. <laughs> Tino is agreeing. He says so much to learn. David says, who needs Google? And of course we're agreeing. Ah, cracks me up. Thank you so much, guys. Well, Tino, you're gonna lead the way with these facts because you found some great ones. And as Sandra Burns is sharing a picture of the Austrian flag, we have a lovely little uh, fact about the flag itself. Well, I say lovely, it's, it's, it's not such a lovely fact. It's a little bit morbid, but very interesting. The beautiful red, white, red flag of Austria has not really so beautiful an origin legend. The red, after all, comes from the blood in the 11th century, Duke Leopold is said to have fought in a white robe in a battle that was soaked in blood at the end. Only where his sword belt encompassed the white cloth remained a white stripe. The actual origin of the Austrian flag is not really known. However, this is the legend. So very interesting. And of course, Tino, you can help me if I have any German pronunciations here. Because of, of course, Austria is known as Österreich in uh, Austria, which is the German translation of it um, so many brilliant facts about Austria I would love to visit here of course it's famous for its castles palaces buildings among other architectural works uh, many of the castles were created during the Habsburg reign and two of the most famous Austrian palaces are the Belvedere and the Schoenbrunn uh, Austria is also known for its cemeteries. Vienna has 50 different cemeteries. Uh, the Habsburgs are buried in an imperial crypt and the central cemetery in Vienna holds over 3 million tombs. That's more than the current living population of the entire city of Vienna. And it has famous residents there. Residents of the cemetery include Beethoven, Brahms, Strauss and Schubert. Now, uh, another one of my little niches. I adore classical music. This is just another one of my things. I have, I have some little secret loves and and uh, one is the Beach Boys, <laughs> ABBA would come under that, musicals, and classical music I adore. And we have so many famous composers that come from Austria, which we will hit on very soon. But before we do, I'm going to hit on some of our famous Austrian choreographers. I'm going to play you two back to back now. The first one is a dance called The King of Kings choreographed by Christine Steindl and the second one is Down Home choreographed by Harry Shork. So first up, The King of Kings. <laughs> I was born 
afraid to leave this place But now I want to see my children raised Down two tracks we started with a bit of George Strait there to begin with that dance was called the King of Kings choreographed by Christine Steindl from Austria in February 2019 and then I played Down Home that was an Alabama track and the choreography was done by Harry Shork in January 2019 and we're hitting down in Austria and uh, we have Tino here thanking me for the shout out but he has indeed put together a lot of these facts today thank you so much for all your help and of course let's go talk food if we're not talking Disney or wine it is food and we're just going to dip into Austrian cuisine here um, Austrian cuisine is mainly the tradition of the royal cuisine Hofkuche delivered over centuries uh, it's very famous for its well-balanced variations of beef and pork and there is also the Mehlspeisen Bakery which created particular delicacies that we know and enjoy now such as Sackertort, Krapfen which are uh, donuts usually filled with apricot jam or custard, strudel such as Apfelstrudel filled with apple and Topfenstrudel filled with a type of cheese curd called Topfen and uh, Milramstrudel which is a milk cream strudel. Oh they all sound delicious. Is it lunchtime yet? Of course we all know the Wiener Schnitzel, uh, one of my favorite things. I love schnitzel. I make a chicken schnitzel I saw that recipe from my mother-in-law and uh, of course Austrian cakes and pastries are a very well-known feature of Austrian cuisine. Uh, its most famous is probably the Sackertort, uh, which we mentioned. This is a chocolate cake with apricot jam filling and is traditionally eaten with whipped cream. And we were talking about coffee drinking when we were in Amsterdam earlier. Well, coffee has been an important staple of Austrians since the Turks were forced to retreat in the 17th century. If you joined us last week, we were talking about, we were in Turkey and we were talking about how the Turks brought coffee to Europe. They did indeed all those centuries ago. Um, and when the Turks left 
Austria in that 17th century period they left behind an enormous amount of coffee beans so coffee houses have become iconic in Austria uh, they've become a gathering place for shoppers businessmen students and workers alike they have a daily coffee break in Austria known as the Jouser or Jaus and this usually takes place around 3 p.m. in the afternoon when they also enjoy all these beautiful cakes and pastries that they have too. It's amazing. It sounds amazing. I, I One of the things about traveling, I want to adopt all these different kind of lunch breaks and uh, brunch and uh, appetit from France. And uh, yeah, I want to have a jouser, an Austrian jouser. We will just be eating all day long if I had my way. Uh, coffee is served in a lot of variety of styles. Um, in Austria, particularly in the Viennese cafes. An Austrian mocha or kleiner Schwarzer is similar to espresso, but it's extracted more slowly. In a typical Viennese cafe, you can find over 10 different varieties of coffee preparations. So if you're heading out there for a coffee, make sure you know exactly what you're going to ask for when you get there. Oh, am I making anybody else hungry? Any Anyone hungry in the chat room? Thank you for staying with me. Grab a coffee if you want while we travel through Austria. That's one of the great things about hitching a ride from your own living room, garden, or wherever it is you're listening from. And of course, we have to hit on wine. Wine uh, is principally cultivated in the east of Austria. Uh, the most important wine producing areas are in lower Austria, and indeed they do love their wine. But also they love their schnapps, this fruit brandy that that we enjoy comes from Austria, typically up to 60% uh, alcohol within a schnapps. And uh, the Austria schnapps is made from a variety of fruits, uh, for example, apricots, rowanberries, genetian roots, famous herbs, and sometimes even flowers. If I drink schnapps, it would tend to be a peach schnapps. I used to enjoy a peach schnapps in my youth. Uh, so thank you, Austria, for this. And Red Bull. The highest selling energy drink in the world was introduced by an Austrian entrepreneur and the headquarters of the Red Bull company are located in Austria near Salzburg. So there we go. Foodie facts, foodie facts. And I'm going to play you another piece of Austrian choreography next. This one was choreographed by Sabrina Reidel back in March 2010. This particular dance is called Love O Love.
even painted my toenails for you I did it just the other day And there we have it. That last one was Love Oh Love, choreographed by Sabrina Rydal in March 2010. And she is an Austrian choreographer. That's where we are now. We're in Austria. So welcome, welcome. And welcome into the chat room, Eddie Huffman. How lovely to see you joining us. He's saying good morning, Hayley. It's great. David Thomas in the chat room is saying, hold the cake. Just sign me up for the wine. Oh, do you know what? I would have the cake and the wine. Anybody? Anybody want to join me for some cake and wine? They go great together. Uh, Tino is just telling me, uh, uh, referring to that last song, Lena Mayer Landrit won the Eurovision Song Contest with this song. I believe she was from Germany, uh, but an Austrian choreography. And we're just talking about Austrian music here in the chat room. Um, it has such a great history when it comes to music. I was talking a little bit about my love for classical music. One of the great Christmases I remember, my husband husband took me to a concert it was a, a little uh, we had mulled wine it was a mulled wine and cake concert and we sat and watched a celebration of Austrian musicians and it included a lot of these I'm going to talk about um, uh, uh, Notably, Australia was the birthplace of many famous composers, and these would include Joseph Haydn, Michael Haydn, Franz Liszt, Franz Schubert, Anton Brucker, Johann Strauss Sr. and Johann Strauss, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart was born in Salzburg, which was then an independent church principality of the Holy Roman Empire and later became part of Austria. And uh, much of Mozart's career was spent in Vienna. And we, as we heard, uh, Beethoven, his final resting place, was Austria also. Of course, yodeling is one of the most famous things that we associate with Austria. Yodeling is that form of singing that involves rapid and repeated changes of the register. It was developed in the Alps and I believe developed as a call more than a musical celebration, but it transpired to be that. Austropop is of course famously from Austria. It came into use in the late 1960s but had its heyday in the 1970s and up to the mid 1980s. So let us celebrate a little bit some of the music that comes from Austria. I'm going to play you a dance next. This one is called Clap Your Hands and the music is by Parov Stella, who is from Austria. Clap your hands and you swing out wide. Stomp your feet, you swing out wide. Do a bump and you swing out wide. Drop a little bit, beat it up, make sure everybody's happy when you're doing a job. Clap your hands and you swing out wide. 
really personally love that one. That is a choreography by Frank Trace. I actually brought that back from Chicago when I learnt it with Frank over there. Uh, the dance is called Little Charleston and the track was Clap Your Hands by Parov Stella and uh, great, great. If you haven't done it, you must do it. It's so easy uh, and great fun, absolutely. And we're celebrating that one because of course Parov is from Austria and that's where we're heading down at today. Are you still with me as we're traveling on this ride? Tino is still with me and thanks to Tino, we have lots of great facts today. He's saying in the chat room, Excellent pronunciation so far. You go, girl. Well, thank you. Mein Deutscher braucht Hilfe, Tina. But danke schön. And uh, we have some great facts here. I'm going to share a few more facts. This one I love. The sugar block dispenser Pez. You know Pez? Pez? This was invented in Austria. Um, if you are like me from, you know, lived throughout the 80s. I was born in the 80s. If you lived throughout the 80s or you had family, uh, children throughout the 80s, you'll have seen a Pez dispenser. They were so popular then. And then they made a comeback. And my kids have Pez dispensers. They're just everywhere. So thank you, Austria, for that. And this fact, Steven Spielberg owes his surname to the place Spielberg in Austria because apparently his ancestors originated in Austria. And in Austria, there is a cinema in which the light is not switched off during the film screening so that visitors can knit during the screening. How cool. I, it would make no difference to me. I could not knit to save my life. The oldest still published daily newspaper in the world originates from Vienna and is none other than the Wiener Zeitung. It was founded in 1703 as a Viennese diary and contained only super-regional and international news, but also birth, marriage and death publications of the nobility as well as the court report. It, it is 100% owned by the Republic of Austria. Some great facts coming here. And uh, as we're talking about Austrian music, we, we know the waltz was born in Austria, specifically in the 17th century suburbs of Vienna. I'm gonna pay you, play you a couple of back-to-back -back tracks next. These are great dancers, and the music that I'm gonna play is by Austrian artists. I'll tell you a little bit more about them after we hear them. Like a star that shines from
There we go. We had two little pieces of choreography for you there. The first one I played was Eternal Star. It was choreographed by Chris Hodgson. And we were celebrating that because the artist was Austrian artist DJ Ertzi. And uh, the second one I played was Under the Sun, a great Kathy Chang and Sue Sue choreography. And again, Austrian artist Tim Tim. We've touched down in Austria. I have so many facts. I'd love to stick around and share some more with you, but I am running out of time um, but I've really enjoyed being here thank you again to Tino for suggesting this um, let me just see oh this was one I really would love to see if you're passing into Vienna at 2860 carats the world's largest emerald is on display in Vienna at the Imperial Treasury so there we go if you like your gems that would be one place to head to um, of course the Danube goes throughout Vienna too that's the main waterway throughout Austria the, the Blue Danube is a beautiful classical song as well. We were talking about classical music earlier. Uh, among the list of famous Austrians is Ferdinand Porsche, founder of the sports car company. Uh, there's another fact. Uh, the sewing machine was the invention of an Austrian too. And we can't forget Arnold Schwarzenegger. We all know Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. He's an Austrian-American actor, businessman, and former politician and professional bodybuilder. He served as the 38th governor of California from 2003 to 2011. As of 2020, he is the most recent Republican governor of California. Schwarzenegger began lifting weights at the age of 15 and went on to win Mr. Universe title at the age of 20 before winning the Mr. Olympia contest seven times. He remains a prominent presence in bodybuilding, bodybuilding and has written many books on article, and articles on the sports. Schwarzenegger gained worldwide fame as a Hollywood action film icon. Of course, he is the famous Mr. Terminator. And uh, one of my favorite movies with Arnold in is Jingle All The Way. Love that one. My mum always puts it on for the kids at Christmas. Great, great movie. Um, I remember reading about when he set out that people kind of laughed at him for wanting to be an actor because he had this strong accent he couldn't manage to get rid of. But indeed, that role was required to have that accent and he became very, very famous indeed. Lots of other famous facts about Austria. Uh, I would love to go through these. I'm running out of time. Um, let me see. If you share a toast with an Austrian, be sure to make and maintain eye contact. Not doing so is considered bad luck. And the price of that is seven years bad sex. Okay, we don't want that. <laughs> There's a bit of a risque one to finish with today. Thank you so much for joining me for another Hitch a Ride with Haley. I could go for another hour, but whatever you're doing today or this weekend, have a great time. Enjoy yourself, and I hope the sun continues to shine for you. One of the most famous artists from Austria would be Falco. He was a very famous Austrian solo artist throughout the 1980s, and I'm going to finish off with one of his songs. This particular song is for a dance that's been choreographed called Tango the Night, choreographed by Hilda Fu from New Zealand. And this will be our last one today. Thanks so much, everyone. See you next week. Schwung gepflegt im 
Alexis Strong here online dancer radio every Sunday 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. with the It's All About Intermediate show. Remember guys, every day's a happy day.